Welcome to Westchester Words, Education, EdTech, and Publishing. I'm Nicole Tomasi, and in this episode, I will be speaking with Kevin Schroeder, Director of Client Solutions, and Jada Bradley, Senior Editor for Culturally Responsive Education here at Westchester Education Services. They're going to be discussing the importance of including culturally responsive education elements within materials. Kevin and Jada, welcome to Westchester Words. Thanks, Thank Nicole. you. So to get things started, uh, Kevin, you had attended the National Council of Social Studies conference in Philadelphia in December, and that's where you saw a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about today or or got inspired uh, by what you saw at that conference. Can you talk a little bit about what that conference was like and some of the takeaways that you had? Yeah. uh, So first off, uh, I was a former social studies teacher, so it was uh, right up my alley as far as uh, interest level. And uh, it was a great opportunity to walk the exhibit hall and attend sessions and meet with folks that are social studies, and that's where their their interest lies. One of the key takeaways I had coming out of the conference, uh, based upon several of the keynotes, uh, was making sure that educational materials are applicable for all students and not just the, the population that materials have always been written for. So it's really looking at uh, culturally responsive educational materials that meet all students and are made for all students. And some of the statistics that as far as the percentage of materials that are are written with only Caucasian uh, students in them and looking at how to make things accessible for, for all students, especially within the social studies realm. This is a very interesting area because there's such a focus on uh, historically looking at uh, uh, certain socioeconomic groups uh, throughout history instead of focusing on contributions of many different ethnicities and uh, people throughout the course of the uh, United States history. And so uh, this was uh, really a great opportunity. And and what I took away was that uh, the publishers that we're working with, and there's a real focus on making materials accessible for all And that's really uh, uh, where the educational marketplace is headed, uh, even if there's obstacles in the way of that. Jada, I would like to bring you into this conversation because as the senior editor of Culturally Responsive Education, you and your team are the ones who are working with our clients to develop these materials. So can you talk about what that experience is like for your team as well as what clients are coming to us and asking for? Sure. So our team, basically, we kind of have a two-prong approach. We will do reviews when clients ask us to review materials they've already written in the past, and we'll also help them create new materials if that's what they want. Some clients want both. Some clients just want one side, and we do all of that. So we'll review. Things have already been published. And then if you want us to help you revise it and write something new, we can. If you come to us and say, we need all new materials, nothing revised, just brand new, fresh from scratch content, we do that as well. And so we do get requests for both. Um, We've done a pretty large project with one major publisher where we reviewed a lot of their materials in several areas. We did reading, science, and math. So some people are surprised, you know, math, but we have a need to be inclusive in all areas of education. So your word problems have to be just as inclusive as your social studies paragraphs and your reading book passages, I would say. That's a very good point because I think a lot of times we're probably looking more at, when I say we, like the general population, looking more at English texts or social studies texts. And to your point, it's across all subject areas and it's across all age groups and and learning abilities, right? 
Definitely. Um, you know, race and gender are something that definitely come into it, but so does socioeconomic level as far as the lifestyle that people in the text have. Uh, we have a lot of people who want to see more, for instance, rural examples and not just city examples, because a lot of publishing publishers, writers tend to think about the city sometimes more than they think about rural areas. Uh, we also do have to look at people of differing abilities. We just turned in a passage about Paralympic athletes. So we do cover the range of things. And so that when students are reading materials and even teachers, not just students, because as a teacher, you have to teach material that may not relate to you. So the students and teachers and the parents as an extension would like students to see themselves in the material, find ways that they can relate. And then it's easier to think about, for instance, the numbers in the math problem, if the math problems don't seem like they're from some kind of foreign place that you don't know anything about. Jada, how do you strike that balance where it's making sure that every student can identify with the passages um, and also learn about people who are different in either background or socioeconomic status or whatever it might be? We work with a range of freelancers. For reviewers, for example, we try and pair up freelancers for reviewers when they ask us to have more than one reviewer look at some material. We try and make sure that each section has reviewers from two different kind of backgrounds so that two different people are looking at it and maybe one person is stronger, let's say, in culturally, and then another person is maybe stronger in disability studies. So those two people together are going to offer a combined view that gives the client an idea of how they can improve the material, for example. And Kevin, when you're working with clients and they're exploring what they need to do, either, you know, say with content that they've previously developed and is not maybe aging well, so to speak, how does that conversation go? This is uh, something that Westchester really prides ourselves on doing. And so it's, it's very important to us. And so when I'm talking with the potential clients and existing clients about projects or about potential projects, it's really looking at where their materials are and to ask the question, you know, as far as your materials, are they applicable for all learners? Is that something that you want us to take a look at? It's something we're doing a lot of work with uh, for uh, other partners as far as reviewing things, uh, doing rewrites for things. And, and so it's something that we get a lot of requests on uh, during conversations. Uh, but many times when I bring that up, it's something that it may not be at the forefront of what they're looking to do for that particular project, but I'm finding that it is top of mind. And I'm finding that a lot of times those conversations are being had at a lot of our clients uh, as far as they're discussing reviewing materials. We have one client that we're looking at uh, uh, doing some consulting with and uh, working with them on how to review some of their materials from a, uh, a CRE lens. What would that process be? I guess this is where Jada's team would come in um, about what are the processes and what are you looking for when you do a culturally responsive review? Jada, can you talk to that a little bit? Sure. Um, and again, you know, we try and meet clients' needs. So we have our own rubric that we've developed in-house that for some clients, when they come to us and say, we need someone to help us review and polish and improve this material, we offer our rubric. And if it's okay with them, we have reviewers review things based on our own um, materials. Other clients, they have something, they have their own internal guidelines that they've already set up and their own parameters. And then we give those to the reviewers and have reviewers work within their system. So it depends on what the client needs are. Are you finding that more and more clients already have those uh, guidelines in place internally? Yeah, I think 
more than when I first started. More of them do have someone on staff that does that work or they've already had something developed, but then they come to us because, in fact, we have one client, their material went through a couple of different processes. I think we were the final one, but they went through several different processes to try and update their materials. But yes, more clients have that, but they don't have a team of reviewers like we have that come from different backgrounds we've kind of worked with and put together. So while they have someone who's doing that in-house, that person's not going to be able to review all of their material. And that person, as great as they may be, probably doesn't, I'm not going to brag, I'm great too, but I only I only have you know a certain set of experiences. So the reviewers definitely have experiences that I don't have, and they bring in knowledge that I don't have, and I learn from them as well. It's a matter of bringing multiple viewpoints to the material and highlighting where there may be gaps that need to be addressed and improved upon. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, that is a very good way of summarizing it. Because again, no matter how wonderful you are and how much you know, you haven't lived and studied the way that someone else has. And so we can definitely bring clients a lot of different perspectives that that may be missing. Uh, You, Jada, were an instructor uh, for students who are learning English. So I would imagine that's a perspective that you also bring into the work. Is that right? Yes, I did teach people who are learning English. I also have a master's in Spanish translation. And then I was majored in English as an undergrad. So you bring several different uh, lenses to the work that you're doing with the team, it sounds like. Yes, I definitely do. Well, that's awesome. Um, Kevin, is there anything else you'd like to add, at least from, you know, the client facing perspective as far as, you know, the types of projects that we're seeing clients bring to us or that we've been able to help clients with previously? We're always able to work with clients as far as what their particular needs are. Uh, and and so it's really a matter of listening and finding out what what they're looking to do. Um, but we, we've done a wide variety of projects. And I know we just got done with one that uh, maybe Jada will want to talk a little bit with some biographies that uh, uh, was a, a recent project we did. But it's really we can work with clients in a wide variety of ways and really meet them where they are at with their particular uh project and, and products that they're uh, looking to uh, to work within. So it's really kind of meeting, uh, having discussions, seeing how we can help. And then uh, with our diverse talent pool that we uh, we work with, uh, we're able to make, uh, you know, projects come to life with our clients. Jada, would you like to uh, give a little bit more information about the project that Kevin was referencing? Just, you know, broad brush strokes, if you will. Sure. Uh, it was an, for an online platform because, as you know, we're not doing so many textbooks anymore. So online platform where they had ideas for new biographies for people from underrepresented backgrounds. And then they also wanted to make sure that these biographies were high interest, but lower Lexile than the actual grades they were for. So it was a matter of not only finding the writers to write from the perspective of those backgrounds, that was a client requirement. They wanted writers to have something in common with the biography subject. And then they also wanted us to make sure that it was interesting, but not too challenging for people who are having a little difficulty reading at their reading level. It sounds like a very interesting project. And I'm sure the client was very happy with the finished product. I think so. And it was one, it was great for us and the freelancers who worked on it were very excited to have the opportunity to do that kind of work because as a freelancer, you take on a number of projects, but they were very excited to write about people from their own backgrounds. 
Anything on the horizon, uh, Kevin or Jada, uh, in terms of either projects or where you would, what kind of projects you would like to see Westchester working on for clients? We still have some review projects that we're working on, and we're also still creating some content as well. You know, to piggyback off what Jada said, our reviews are ongoing. We're doing a lot of those. It's something that uh, uh, we've seen a really uh, ramp up. I've been here for uh, going on a full year. As I've been here, it's something that we've seen a lot of demand for, uh, and I'm, I'm imagining we'll continue uh, also seeing uh, demand for, for working with clients. And once the review is done, you know, look at the materials and make revisions and help them uh, with rewrites for that as well. So those are areas that uh, uh, I think will continue to grow over the next uh, several years. Right. And we're always happy to create new content. Again, we do both. We review and we also create new content as well. Excellent. Well, Kevin and Jada, if there isn't anything else, I'd like to thank you both for taking the time to come on Westchester Words and explain what culturally responsive education is and how it fits into all subject areas and can meet all learners where they are and bring them to where they need to go. So thank you both. Thank Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you for listening to this episode of Westchester Words. If you're looking for previous episodes or want to read additional content that has been shared by some of our guests, please visit our websites, westchesterpublishingservices.com and westchestereducationservices.com. For an international perspective, check out our sister podcast, Westchester Words UK and International, available on the Westchester Education UK website, westchestereducation.co.uk, or wherever you stream podcasts. We love hearing from our listeners and welcome your emails at westchesterwords at westchesteredsvcs.com. Tell us what you enjoy hearing on our podcast or suggest topics that we can cover in future episodes. Speaking of future episodes, I look forward to having you join us for the next episode of Westchester Words when we'll be having another engaging conversation about a topic of interest to the education, edtech, and publishing communities. Until then, stay safe, be well, and stay tuned. Mm -hmm.